0: Everyone and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host Dr. Shnaz Ahmed and today is Book Club. Please remember, we do discuss the whole book, which may involve spoilers. Before I bring up our conversation, I wanted to say that your support of my podcast means a lot to me. The easiest way is to buy me a coffee go to buymeacoffee.com slash lltb podcast. Every coffee you buy me helps keep me alert and this podcast going. I'll add the link in the show notes and I thank you. One more thing. I want to talk a bit about a great audiobook app, Libro.fm, lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Choose from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers, and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of this podcast can get two books for the price of one. Go to Libro.fm, that is is L-I-B-R-O.fm. And enter code LLTB podcast. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'll add the link in the show notes. Also, the audio quality on this episode isn't the best. I talk about it in the beginning of this episode, and I apologize for that. And let's get straight to Book Club. Welcome to book club today we're doing sabata here's all my rage and this is our first in person after covid and also this is the first time we have all this crazy equipment from my podcast so if you guys can't hear this episode too well or whatever i apologize i'm going to work on my audio training because I'm just a reader and a dentist and they didn't train me in audio. It's cool. But, okay, first thoughts about this book. Who wants to go first? First thoughts. Anybody? I'll
1: go. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I read it starting um, Friday night and I read about a quarter of it and then I read the rest of it yesterday. And it was one of those things that I kind of couldn't put it down because I really wanted to know what happened.
2: I agree with that. Um, Once I started reading it, I didn't put it down either. So um, I do think that the story was very compelling. um, And I enjoyed the characters. It It was good.
3: I would go with that too, because I finished it within a span of three, four hours. I couldn't put it down. It was, you know, I wanted to know what's happening next, next, next. So yeah, it's a really good,
0: easy reading, I would say. For me... I just, you know, I I started it. I did it on audio, and then I started it. It started off okay. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And then I was driving to Springfield. I'm just driving, and I'm listening, and my heart's just like, oh, my gosh. And after that, it just, like, clicked, and I couldn't put it down, and unfortunately, I got home about 15 minutes before the book ended, and then I had all the stuff going on, and I was just like, I'm so mad, but luckily... Yesterday I had a drive, so 15 minutes I got it done, and even that last 15 minutes just like broke my heart and fixed it at the same time. This book was amazing. So, um, what is this book about?
3: I would say it's like, you know, immigrant story, how they adjust into a new country, you know, totally different from all your beliefs, your uh, way you grow up and everything. And then about a little bit about I think a love story about uh, two young, I would say children. One is a child, right, of an uh, of an immigrant, and the other one is a citizen. I would say so. I thought you know, it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought it was about survival again. I think I said that about our last book too. But um, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's what it's about. It's about. Being products of a story that is not entirely in our own power to control and how we adjust and you know um, make it uh, through it. So, I
1: I agree, I think it's kind of like uh, overcoming trauma, Mm -hmm. finding love and finding happiness, and figuring out who you are like after having some really horrible things happen. Mm
0: Actually, Dr. Jen, I'm gonna...
1: Okay, Dr. Jen, let's try yours again, okay? Go ahead and say that again, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think I said something about uh, how it's uh, trauma, it's based on trauma, and then recovering from that, and finding love, and figuring out who you are, and despite some horrible things happening. Mm-hmm.
0: For me, I, you know, it's about trauma, it's about love. I think it's about choices and i also think it's about um pressure for the kids in high school and about direction for them you know of course it's you know it's young romance and all of that but i really because i you know let's talk about the choice that sal made to try to save the motel and we all know drugs are wrong you know we we all know we don't want to do it and It's like he explained to himself, like, okay, I'm not doing drugs, I'm just kind of selling it. And it was a very logical decision that he made. I am going to sell it for a limited amount of time, and I'll pay off this motel, I'll pay off these bills. It seemed, you know, like he was doing the best he could. And uh, I just, I mean, for me personally, I'm kind of like, I could totally see myself doing something crazy like that. I I totally could see anybody doing that. And it made sense, unfortunately and unfortunately. So that that was the choices. Uh, The other choice I thought about was, um, which is kind of tricky and I don't understand it, I kind of do and I kind of don't, is Noor and her choice to not seek help. Mm-hmm. And to not tell Sal about what was going on. Not Sal, not anybody. And like somehow she needed to keep the secret. Because she, you know, even that those last scenes of abuse and all of that, where her uncle's like kicking her and all of that. And all that's going on in her head is Chachu help me. Chachu, Chachu did this for me. Chachu, you know, dug me out of this and Chachu I mean, she, she's gone in her head. This man rescued me. So this is okay. But here's the kicker though. She's always carrying a backpack with a means to escape. She's always carrying her passport, uh, clothes, all of that. And uh, she knows this is not going well. So why not get help? That was the, that was my big thing with Noor. I mean, that was something that
2: kind of was like, Noor, come on. Well, I think that she was um, a lot of the time uh, going into her head, like you explained, whenever she was going through the actual traumatic abuse. And I don't know if that, numbed her a little bit to the actuality of what she was going through. But I felt like that was her, I don't know, displacing what she was experiencing. And a part of it was that she wasn't feeling the full effects or couldn't remember the full effects of what she was going through to know I do need to escape. Cause every time that she was having a traumatic Um, abuse situation with her uncle, she was reminding herself of all the good things that he had done for her. And those were, you know, two really disparate experiences with him. And I
1: think that's kind of what kept her from going. I think that's similar with a lot of domestic abuse Mm -hmm. um, situations too. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's very tough for abuse victims to come out and seek help immediately. You know, it takes them a while, maybe even years, number of years before they can even about getting help so I think maybe that's what her choice was that's my take on it so
2: and where would she go? Yeah that's true too right yeah mm-hmm. she's
1: got her backpack but yeah where would she
2: go And she may feel like she doesn't have any direction and maybe she was she had too much of pride to even ask for some
3: you know mm-hmm. seek help you know so many people think that oh
2: maybe they might think I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so maybe I brought
3: it on, which is typical of abuse victims. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, and the fear of where, as a minor, that she, she would, would go. Be sent. Exactly, yeah.
1: and she could go to the uh, the mosque. The mm-hmm. she could, she could have stayed with them, um, but her uncle had talked so badly about religion, mm-hmm. um, and so I think he had put a seed in her head that that wasn't something that she should do. Um, Or that she wouldn't have a space with him if she were to go and seek out the um, um, The
2: mosque. The uh, mosque, yeah. yeah. The imam, yeah. The imam. And I think that part of that was his own feelings about religion Mm -hmm. and what he had experienced. But I think also a part of that was him isolating her, Mm -hmm. you know? Keeping control.
3: It's a typical, I think, abuse, mm -hmm. abuser and a victim situation here. So he wanted to be the what to say do it my way or the highway thing okay? mm-hmm.
1: it makes me wonder what really happened too um with her parents and like did it this was a situation where he dug her out and dug a got, had no fingernails at the end mm-hmm. of it like did that really happen or is that just what he's telling her so that she feels grateful for whatever um he's providing for her and, and so we, for we don't now. really know yeah because yeah.
2: she was so young when it happened yep
3: yeah.
2: so that she's always you know,
3: in debt with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and she doesn't leave that situation yep. if she could go. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Uh, one other choice that I want to talk about at some point too uh, was the choice of um, Miespa to not do her dialysis.
3: Yes. Not to seek medical help. Yeah.
1: Because that was really heart, uh, tears out my heart, you know, as a medical person. <laughs> yeah. If she
3: could have got it, maybe she could have survived for a few yeah. more years and helped. Sal and Noor, mm-hmm. because she knew what was happening to Noor, yeah. at least she had a f- feeling and then she confirmed it, mm-hmm. so at least she could have helped Noor,
1: mm-hmm.
3: even though she couldn't help with the Montela Hotel, whatever it was, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I think her mom not getting medical care really, I don't know, I mean not her mom, Sal's mom was just kind of like... I don't know, was it fear? What was it? Especially since, you know, there's this whole line of forgive me for not saving you from your uncle. If, I I mean, I don't know, but I felt like if she felt so much that I want to save this girl, I'm going to do everything I can to save my daughter is what she calls her. Then she should have been like, okay, part of it is saving myself. Why, that's my question. Why did she not save herself? She didn't have insurance. Oh, is that, oh that's right, that's right, that's right. The other yeah. thing that you guys were like, what was the story of what really happened with Noor and Chachu mm-hmm. is that I just kept thinking, the story is wrong. What Noor is saying, oh, I was trapped here and Chachu came in and dug me out. and I'm just like... I was actually looking for a Lion King moment. I'll be very honest. I was really at the end of the book. I was looking for the Lion King moment of "I killed your parents." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like I kept reading the whole book me. <laughs> is looking for that you know Scar moment of "I killed Mufasa." You know, like that moment never came, but then again, it's a good thing it didn't come because A, I was expecting it, and if it would have come, I'd have been like, oh, it's totally orchestrated from Lion King. I mean, so, I mean, the author, I mean, damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. (laughs) But I was like, I was
2: waiting for that moment, basically. Well, and what didn't sit so well with me about that whole situation was here he is, and he treats her the way that he treats her, abusively, neglectfully, and yet... And also, you know, he talks about how he did not like his father. He didn't like his brothers. He didn't have a good relationship with his family. But yet he came back when this earthquake happened. Desperately. Why? Yeah, why? why? Why did he save her? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why did he take her with him? Why, If this is a true story, if the facts are right, why did he do that? Yeah. And, and if it was really truly that he felt obligated and he loved her and here was this last, you know, remnant of his family, then how does that translate to the abusiveness that we saw? I mean, I think we know with Sal's dad, there's two things. There's mental illness, there's substance abuse. And and so that those things have come to play with what Sal has experienced. But with Nor, what's her uncle's I mean, he's not an alcoholic. Was What's, was yeah. he
3: abused
2: there? So with that's the, a good question. That's a good question. With the uncle,
0: with the uncle, I there were a lot of questions for me. You're right. Like, what was his motivation to save her? Was he getting money because he had her? Mm-hmm. Free like, labor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, free labor. That. The one question I had with him is, I just didn't understand his anti. Religiousness, like you know, there are people who are like, okay, I don't believe in religion because of you know, like whatever. You know, there's this Christian right, what you know, there's, there's always this thing where people are like, I don't like Muslims because of all there's some kind of a background that says I do not like organized religions. I, you know, but his case, it was like completely telling her I want you to give up your entire culture I don't want you to talk the language I don't want you to eat the food I don't want you to go to the mosque I don't want you to have any semblance of that culture that religion and I kept waiting for like why is math your only religion and there was no explanation of it. The author doesn't go much into that, right? So because, we don't know. Because she talks very like there is a lot of mention about math and mathematics as the only thing that makes sense in the world. I mean, you could have talked about okay, he's a math person he's a science person, there's all of this but all I just felt
2: something that just didn't add up. Well, and part of me wondered whether that was a person that she knew that she had based this whole character on. And so maybe she didn't have the answers to why that person was the way that they were. But was emulating this character after them. I don't
0: know. Now, um, Sabata here, I guess her family is an immigrant family. And her parents owned an 18-room motel. Ah, Like the author herself. So I'm kind of like, oh... Sales' parents owned a motel. Now, speaking of Sal, the question I had, which was really interesting, what happened to Sal? Was he like raped, essentially? Mm -hmm. That was my
1: assumption. That That was my assumption, assumption.
0: he was (laughs) raped and when the dad wasn't around, right? And that's why dad started drinking. But that's the thing, like, I didn't know how that happened. Like for me, all of a sudden, It was like, you know, mom came in, Sal was raped, and dad wasn't an alcoholic at that time, Mm -hmm. and dad felt really guilty about it. Like, he felt really guilty, and he started drinking. What was the guilt? That one minute he turned his head and someone abducted him? Or, the thing is, okay, if... Sal was abducted, okay, and whatever, then we wouldn't have seen him again. They would have lost the child, essentially. So that's my question, like... It happened in the laundry room at the motel. Yeah, exactly.
3: It happened within the premises. So she was able... I mean, uh, his mom was able to find where he was because he was, I think, crying or something, sitting Mm -hmm. in the laundry room, something. Mm -hmm. You know, you block it out, and then he's there. So she finds him. And then I think when they go to the... Therapist then they find out this happened only Mm -hmm. then even she knew she didn't know as well. That's what I assumed Mm -hmm. That's what she gets at right Right. and then she finds out and then she feels bad and she tells her husband So the husband is like oh, I'm not here. I was not there to help him. Mm -hmm. I mean to save uh, you know, Keep him Mm -hmm. safe. So that's how I think he started that's from then he started drinking
0: and everything went downhill from there so the so the husband was elsewhere Mm -hmm. in the hotel and one of the guests probably, <laughs> and I think it was a long-term
3: guest, It, was, guess, it right? was a long-term guest, yes. It was one of the guests who the child knew, everyone knew very well. Yeah. So that's why he went along with him, not knowing what's going to happen. When you're a year or two, you know I don't think you're going to. You're trusting everybody.
0: Right. The other question I have is about long-term trauma. Sal was, what, four or less than four? It was a
1: toddler Less. Two? two i think oh, wait, yeah.
0: okay so if you're two i'm trying to think how much memory a 2 year old holds they won't remember they won't, it
1: not, no. they won't remember it like in words or actions or but it, you know you can sense that in your body you know if mm-hmm. the trauma is kind of influences your psyche
2: okay that's
1: why he keeps avoiding the laundry room
2: like mm-hmm. the, in the beginning you're like why the heck is he avoiding he, the laundry room <laughs> he throws up he literally yeah. hates going to the laundry room Right, And that was why it was his body remembering And why trauma. he doesn't like to be touched
1: And why right. he always pulls exactly. away When
2: everybody touches him mm-hmm. Right
0: So um, so we talked about like, choices kids make mm-hmm. What about The romance The, the love what, what do you think about that This was like Right from the age of six When Sal And Nur first got together it was almost like Sal rescued Noor and Noor rescued Sal like they both as kids rescued each other what are your thoughts on that whole relationship and that ultimate I guess break of trust when you know with the whole drug scene and all of that but I'm kind of thinking I don't know if I was Sal I would have you know, told Noor, hey, this, you know, I'm doing drugs right now. You you remember when she confronted him, said, why are you with art and all of that? He said, no, it's it's nothing. And then she felt cheated by him because he didn't tell her. Of course, granted, her whole life went down spiraling. And she was almost like, I mean, things could have gone really bad for her. Mm -hmm. if Sal hadn't stepped up to the plate at the very last minute. But um, what are your thoughts about that? Should Sal have told her that when they had that moment when she's like, I'm done with Chachu, she runs away, and there's Sal, and he takes her in the car, and they're driving, things are fine. You know, should Sal have told her, or should he be like, you know what, let's just, eh uh Riff, first thoughts again please
4: oh yes the first thoughts uh like i said it was just life itself and uh, just the vulnerability of the fact that so many people Hold it. up it's just heart heart me in. In war. okay back again
0: first thoughts it's about what
4: lo- yes first thoughts are um, Basically just the fact that so many people are, play a part in your life and you depend upon them so much when you're growing old and it just makes a human life so wonderful to that surround that person and you know it seems like you're so helpless in the way you grow up that's that was very kind of touchy part of the book.
0: So what is this book about Rufat?
4: This book is about, I think, a lot of things, definitely the one that I said to me that was most important. It's about the cultures, when immigrants come to another country, how they perceive, how others perceive them. It's about racial discrimination. It's about good people, bad people, death, betrayal, you know, and sincerity, especially Missus' sincerity to her husband and the young kids, how they're dealing with this stuff, and that is also really how easy it is to get in, to get messed up, unfortunately.
0: So I was talking about the romance before you came in, mm-hmm. and then we got trapped in this audio mess. I am sorry about that. It's not because of me. It's not, actually, no, it's not your fault. It's my it's audio. Really, it's, it's because of me. Well, no. I appreciate no, everybody's patience. <laughs> it's my audio cluelessness, no problem. The romance, you know, I. I was thinking in terms of romance of, you know, six-year-olds, they connected, they rescued each other. But that final scene where they're in the car before the drug thing and the cops caught them, just before that, the question I had is, should Sal have told her, hey, Noor, I just want to let you know, this is why I'm with Art, I'm trying to pay off the motel, I'm doing this. Or... Is it okay for Sal to have been like, you know what, I will, this is one thing I just don't want her to know yet, you know, maybe. And, and if they had never, of course, if the raid never took place, the book wouldn't be interesting and uh, there would so, be no story. But what are your thoughts about him not telling her
1: at that moment? I'm I don't, with the I don't right. think that was the right moment. I don't think I would have told at that moment. I think it's something that at some point, yeah, she probably should have been aware of, but she was already having a whole lot of trauma right then and was in a vulnerable place and needed a place of safety. And then sharing that you, someone that she trusted and loved, it was really a support system to her, all of a sudden had betrayed her trust. I feel like that would have been even more traumatic for her in that moment. So I, I don't think I would have done it at that time.
2: I agree. I think the moment that I disliked in that situation was actually when he's basically asking her to hide his drugs. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. And I've, I was in a situation when I I was in high school where the person I was dating was dealing drugs. And I did not know that at the moment. And we were on, um, we both were on debate team. And so I was at his house studying for debate and he asked me to go out to his backpack to get some papers for our debate topic that we were talking about. And when I got into his backpack, there's like, all of these drugs and I was shocked because I did not know that 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 he was into that and then I felt very like oh my gosh how am I like I rode here with him and what's gonna happen and like I've got to get back home and I felt very vulnerable but I agree that in the moment that Nor was you know being vulnerable and 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 trying to seek help and safety was probably not the right time but he shouldn't have asked her to hide his drugs at that point when they got pulled over he should have just that should have been the end of it because it put her in a bad position and it made her look yeah. more guilty than what she was. And she was probably going to get, you know, fingered for what she was doing anyway, like, hey, you know, you knew about this stuff. But she wasn't physically hiding anything in, you know, in our alternative universe. Right. <laughs> um, so it might have gone better.
1: And I don't know that he realized, like, in that instant that it was going to implicate her when he was just like, here, just hide this stuff, just put it away, you know, like, stick it under your seat, whatever. I don't think he realized that that was going to then drag her into it um he probably should have um but i don't know that he
0: what i found was interesting is how did the cops know that he had drugs on him that that's you know like i'm like okay you are going faster you got pulled over for yes 20 over speed limit yes your quote unquote girlfriend is abused okay fine How was he, you know, like, why are you told to get out of the car? That was one of my thing. Why are you told to get out of the car? That that was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why is he being asked to get out of the car? Almost like, wait, did they, did the cops know we're going to look for something?
1: I bet he looked suspicious. And that was probably based on the color of his
3: skin. That is also there. And then maybe he Mm -hmm. did something or. Looked suspicious, as you know. He
0: didn't do anything. He maybe just
3: he looked suspicious, and I. Yeah, you don't think have to do c- anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, the color of the skin. You don't need to do anything. Maybe the cops are trained to, you know, it's just a routine check. Um, when you see a different color, they think, okay, maybe let us just check him. And
2: then and everything the came abuse out.
0: And the abuse, mm-hmm. maybe the abuse ties in with potential drugs and alcohol.
2: And the author had established, like, how racist that this community was. That's so. true, that's, that's
3: true. From the beginning, she had uh, right. established I, that. So I think that all tied in at the end, maybe. Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. I, I don't yeah. think, I, if I was Sal, I would have told on um, told Noor in that scene that, oh, yeah, I'm, this is what I'm doing.
3: No, I wouldn't have said it to, as both Erin uh, and Dr. Jen were saying, because I think that moment is very 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 different not to be you know uh, corrupted by something else uh, which is not good Uh, but my thing as Erin said was why would he tell her to hide it maybe he didn't know the implications maybe he knew I don't know I'll give him the benefit of doubt but she got caught for something which she didn't do or she didn't even know and then she had to spend quite a lot of time you know, wasting her life, which she could have done something better and which she was going to, mm-hmm. and then she had to come out of it, which was another abuse, I would say, you know, on top of whatever she was going through.
4: Right.
0: Refukh, you were going to say something.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say that um in a, in a situation, if she was really abused, if the person was abusing her, I would say, why did the cop not have the sense to check the car? So I think it's a good thing that cops do that. Because there were drugs, irrespective of who put them there, he was a drug dealer and and I am on his side. I'm just giving you, I think, in my opinion, um, if my daughter is sitting with somebody, it would be nice to, if she has something abused or something, then it's good for the cop to get into it a little bit more. The drugs is a different thing. So I did not find that moment very racially, uh, kind of uh, in that light, because the cop wasn't one of the same who had, Helped him with the dad initially so uh, but of course there was racial ra- racism in the whole book. So uh, that's what I think that I think it's bound to you're bound to be checked if maybe he looks so worried. he's like only oh, you're talking about a 16 17 year old boy with a girl who's like as worried as you can be. Uh, second thing, whether he told her to hide the drugs or not, she would have found out that the outcome would not be different. She would have to go through the same thing, he would have to go through the same thing. Unless the cops did not check the car. to me it didn't matter whether he told her to hide or not, because he was so worried at that time or whatever. Um, so I think that to me seems pointless because the outcome would have been same. I don't think he did it because he was mean to blame her for that, he just didn't know what to do. Um, and the first thing I think you asked, the right moment no, that wasn't the right moment but he should have disclosed some time ago he would should have disclosed not during that last ride with her or do, not during that time when she was opening her heart, but sh- he should have disclosed, but I also get that that's exactly what um, I think the book is about The 17 year old, how much sense can you have at 17 or 18, he has that thing on his shoulder, he has to, he has a parent who was addicted and the other parent passed away so and i think that's exactly the point of the book that the pressure at this age i will deal with it very differently versus when you were 16 17 and you have to do it when you're 20s or 30s so and the way things get out of control even with adults like when they were even with older age it could be and i don't know if i ever mentioned uh, there's a movie called crash it's an older yes. movie some 2000 It's a really nice movie and you see how the people who are really good end up becoming so put in a situation where they had like it's a fully on moral complex, morally complex movie. So if you haven't, you should watch it. It just tells how suddenly things go out of your hands. So that to me is not a time to judge at all. Mm -hmm. In any opinion, like whether he, he asked her to hide, whether he told her not, like anything. I would not even judge the cop at that time. I think he did the right thing. Looking at a couple who's driving very fast, looking very worried, why would he not check the car? Whether it was a white American or a, any other race.
0: I still think that if they were white, that the car might not have gotten checked. That's, sorry Rufat, but I, I disagree with you. I think if they were white, the cop might've even been like, okay, even if you're abusing her, go on, it's, it's fine. We'll look the other way. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like,
2: there might be that. I just... I think if if Noor were white, she would not have been uh, automatically accused of being part of the, you know, scheme of selling drugs.
4: That's, that's a good point, yes. If Noor was white, she would not be considered. I agree with that part. Then she would not be dragged into that. It would be easy for her to clear the brain on her. I agree with that part. That's a good point.
0: And especially I, if Sal was white and Noor was brown. Mm-hmm. It would have, oh, I mean, what would have happened would have been... It would have been absolutely crazy. I mean, can you imagine if Sal was white? Then again, then if Sal was white, would he have gotten called out of the car? You know, there is that. If Sal was white and knew it was brown, it would have been, you know. So there is a lot of race in this book, obviously. I will tell you that I could not believe... I mean, maybe I'm just really naive, but I could not believe—I don't know what her name is—that crazy bitch, that that kid in the school. I think oh. it was
2: Jamie.
0: Jamie. Oh my
2: gosh! Yes, she was something. She was. She someone else. was
0: like I—I I don't believe I have absolutely hated someone that much. Like I—I I mean, my every time she came on the audio. I don't know. Did you do the audio? Mm-mm. I did. You did the audio and. I did. You did the audio? Yeah. No? Yes. I did, I did. Yeah, so we have a couple people who did not do the audio, but in the audio, Jamie sounds like this. Oh my gosh, guys! You guys are so lame! Oh my gosh! Oh, you got your passport! I mean, literally, that's the voice on the audio. So it makes your skin crawl every time she right? I I mean, I was like you know it makes your skin crawl, that's the way she talks in the audio and I will tell you in the audio my favorite voice, I know you guys didn't do the audio but oh Sal's voice, Mm -hmm. it has this haunting quality to it my heart just of all the characters, I mean forget Misbah, forget Noor Of course, Jamie needs to be hung upside down, but that, you know, but Sal, when Sal came in and it was, you know, his point of view, I don't know who the actor is who did the audio on this, but oh, just, I still like, I'm still like reverberating in my head. I'm so in love with, whoever this guy is sorry Brad but anyway <laughs> it's like no. it's only the voice so we we'll let it go well <laughs> I haven't met him yet you know so. <laughs> but no the voice of Sal because the way it was read everything where he said I was wrong I should have done this and it was it was recorded with the you could hear it from it was deep down like it was so heartfelt felt, that you just felt his pain, that like he just had no control, so that was a really, uh, it was the voice. I know that was the audio, but we, you know, and but the book itself, I, I don't know if I would have read it without the audio, do you have a preference, like you guys did it without the audio. Do you have a preference for characters? Who's your favorite character? Let's put it that way.
3: Noor. Noor? Why? I can, you know what? As a child, coming in as an immigrant, trying to get into this, you know, a different culture. Because I think even now, kids coming from immigrant families, you know, household, they have a dual role to play at home, I mean at least the first generation, um, they have a different setup. When they step out of the house, they have to deal with a different setup. So they have a dual role to play. So in school, for example, it's totally different. And then when they come home, they have to totally do 180 and do a totally different thing. And if the parents you know, are educated and who are a moderate not very strict parents uh, who can accept both even though the parents are not you know they are immigrants then the child i think is able to adjust with both situations but if the parent is a very strict uh, religious um, who thinks oh this is how you have to be at home as well as outside it's going to be a totally different situation for the child it's a very difficult situation being a parent of one i mean two sorry uh, what they had to deal with it was an eye-opener for me because as immigrants when we come in we are set in a way so for us you know okay when we go outside the house we can still adjust to it and then we are more mature as well but these kids when they you know go into school they're just kids their brain is not fully mature. So mom and dad tells us to do one thing and then I go to school, it's a totally different thing. So how do they balance it? So there are so many times when the kids become so, so what to say, so confused. They try to deal it
0: with different ways. So that's why you think you like Noor the best. Because She's Sal- She's still able to cope. Sal is similar I mean, if, if that's your reasoning for liking Noor the best, Sal is similar, immigrant parents, and he's still trying to cope. So then why did you pick Noor over Sal, by that definition? Maybe Noor is Noor. Okay. I
3: like Noor.
0: No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying, you know. Maybe I,
3: I, You always think, you know, when you have a daughter or a son, you know, and you always, I know that's me, you know, you try to put yourself into that character. Most of the times, mm-hmm. that's how I read a book. That's why I don't like audio because I like to read it so that I can imagine the situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, it felt like I'm looking at my daughter minus some things. Okay. Anyone else? And it's not like I don't love my son. It's a different <laughs> thing. Don't tell him that, Shana. shana me. <laughs>
0: Shana's. This is recorded on the podcast. So if. They if, listen to it. If your I'm son done. accidentally <laughs> happens to listen to the podcast and makes it all the way to this you know, if he listens to the whole thing, it's you know, and he happens to listen to it, I you cannot blame me for it. I will blame you. Well whatever. I don't think he listens to my podcast. Anyway, I don't think so. We've never discussed my part. I mean, we've discussed that. I have a podcast. But so I think you're safe for now, for <laughs> now. But, but I can always use this episode as blackmail. And I love that, oh, yeah. right? You right, think Rufa? I'll
3: give it? No way. <laughs>
0: I'll always be like, hey, Samira, oh, mean, <laughs> you. mean Thank you, Rufat. No, <laughs> mean, Rufat, what do you Me mean? I am like the sweetest person ever, okay? Rufit's like, okay, whatever. All right, let's get back in. Who is your favorite character? Rufit, since I have you, who
4: is your favorite character? Hmm? Uh, I really like Noor a lot, actually. She was my favorite because uh, it was just, I mean, again, Sal too, but Noor because she didn't have her parents and she just was at mercy of so many things. And she was dealing with a lot and um i also loved her voice on audio a lot i just it would like make my day um then i would i, I really loved her voice by the way i just uh, sent you the chat that kamran r was the name of the guy that you're in my that's the name of nothing so uh Noor's personality was such a like you know she she was feeling obliged there was no parents and she was trying to bend her mind towards being thankful to a person who was actually n- not the person to be thankful for, except for the fact that he that he saved her and then brought her and then whatever. But uh, definitely she and then I also liked uh, the Imam and his wife. Those were also my uh, nice couple that I liked. Did you send me something, uh, Rafat? I didn't get anything. No, I put it on the Zoom chat. Oh, well... Yes. Okay. Name of the person who is narrating Sal. Okay. Kamran. Okay. That was it. That was it, yeah. But no, actually, every character was really beautifully done. If you ask me, I think every character that she um, had was amazing. And I know we're not talking about the people that we don't like, but I think when I uh, recommended the book, I recommended it to, I put it forth to Aaron and... Um, she and I said that you know how I always find something good in <laughs> it's very hard for me to hate a character but this is a book that I finally found someone and there's you the uncle the chachu and um, Jamie. Jamie the girl you That's actually her. you absolutely hate him now I do you found
0: I'm a never book to hate someone good I'm glad <laughs> you finally found
4: someone <laughs> because they don't have a justification for what they're doing Go to mm-hmm. them Well, Jamie has
0: justification. I mean, it's her country and there are these brown people that are infiltrating her country and infecting the country. I mean, she- There are many other
4: people. We have two white people sitting right here.
0: I'm sure they're (laughs) not
4: raising their girls like that. So she does not have a justification.
0: I'm just saying, I mean, she is just taking up arms and protecting her country. That's, I mean, literally, this is what the right wing is doing, right? And right, it, n- like currently politically, isn't that what's happening?
1: Yeah, I, and I feel a little sorry for her too, because I'm sure that everything that she is saying is exactly what her parents told her, uh-huh. and so it's not that you know she came into this world being like that. It's something that was taught, and it's a problem. It's
4: a mm-hmm. problem. Well, we're talking about a seventeen-year-old girl. I, I kids 16 and 20 and 20 I mean I think they were at by that time pretty aware of their surroundings so if it were like a sixth grader yes I wouldn't blame but we're talking about a high schooler and I understand and she may never be mended, or she may become somebody nice in the future but no I I just don't find that there was any justification for and, somebody like that.
0: and on that note I will tell you that I you guys know me I love retribution like for me It's like I need retribution, like I need to see justice. And what happened at the end with Jamie with the social media was, oh, my goodness, so satisfying. It was the most it was almost like the deepest sleep you have. It's like those satisfying events in life, like warm cup of chai or cocoa. That was it. I was like, yes, I feel so good now. I mean, that was the best thing with that social media. And, um, and I loved how the author was like, well, Stanford said we will not tolerate this at all. And they rescinded her application. And all other schools followed suit. And that gave me hope for I guess our country and for our educational institutions because it, I felt like, could Jamie's parents have bought her way through somehow? Come up with there's always that thing, right? Where, mm-hmm. well, this didn't happen. What are we talking about? Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is just like, I mean, I know this is not the same thing, but you always think that people buy privilege people you know buy their way into institutions
2: into positions of power they do it's, it's so funny that you compare <laughs> her to brett kavanaugh because she would be that like whiny like i just really like beer <laughs> <laughs> but i i wanted
3: go ahead
4: i was just saying that this actually happened uh, when my son was getting um, like, applying for admissions and stuff. So there was a group of kids who had pretty good GPAs and they were accepted. I It wasn't like a Ivy League school, but they had posted some ratio remarks uh, and comments on their Instagram and everybody who was tagged, actually they were denied, the, they were admitted, but they were denied the admission. This is two years ago. So he's well, one class building. yes. That so is
0: really, I know. really, really I know. good. To hear, I mean yes. that
3: starts, that's yeah. that's that's. I think most of the institutions are very strict about all this, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So. so yeah, it's a huge topic. I do interviews mm-hmm. for the medical school, and that's a, a lot of things that we talk about. Is that so, so? Can I can I give an honorable mention for our character? It's not oh, my favorite are... person. Okay, go ahead. But in relation to what we were talking about with Jamie. Ashley. Oh yes. So I appreciated her, um, and I know she has her own troubles. You know, you know, teenage mom. She was really struggling. She has all this back pain, chronic issues, and at the end, even though Sal broke up with her, she's like, I gotta get rid of this girl. Like, I'm doing the right thing. She's doing the right thing. Um, she came around and she showed to be, you know, a good friend. He saved her, uh, even though. Anyway, I, I appreciated that she took that video and got it done. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Yes, I, exactly. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. as a You mentioned her as an honorary mention because absolutely she's an honorary mention. because
3: All this wouldn't have happened, you know, the social
2: media thing if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite character was Mispa, the mom. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hi. I, so, okay, her backstory with her husband, because for a long time, most of what we see is he's an alcoholic, and my goodness, why is she staying with him, you know, and even when we figure out why he's an alcoholic, I think there's still that question of why is she staying in this relationship, but then when you have their love story, and you realize, like, she really did love him, like, and she she maybe married him without knowing the family background of, you know, mental illness. But even when she did know about that, she still loved him. And she still, you know, that wasn't something that she was holding against him or seemed to be, like, unnecessarily worried about. But she stuck with him through his alcoholism. And I think that she realized that it wasn't him. And unfortunately, it was his way of treating the, um, psychological distress and trauma that he had gone through as a parent. And I think, I don't, I also look up to her, um, like she's helping so many people through mental illness and, and really that's what it is, right? Like her son's trauma, her husband's, you know, trauma and depression, um, Nor's abuse, which also is resulting in anxiety and depression and her uncle's, Situation, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's some amount of mental illness that's going on and none of these people, she realizes none of these people have access to things like healthcare that's going to help them. And nor does she have access to healthcare that's going to help her. And she puts everybody before herself and she puts herself last. And that's the downside of her character. That's the part I don't like is that she, she didn't realize what a big difference that she was making in every one of these lives and that she was the, you know, holding on to the threads, really keeping these people together. And when she wasn't taking care of herself, and she passed away, regardless of the cost. I mean, I think it was more than the cost. It was also she wasn't making time for herself, you know. But when she left, all of these things, and maybe I think that was that moment right before she died, right when she's like trying to like get, you know, her message across and like make this last effort to help Nor she's realizing how important of a role that she played. And I think she's sorry that she couldn't continue to play that role. So
0: I wish I'd taken notes. I was like, I gotta say all this stuff, but okay. Before I go into my favorite character and all that, when, when you were talking about Ms. Bub, uh, and I would like, what is this book about? I'm wondering if there is a slight color about a hint about our medical um, system right now and uh, kind of a a ding at it, basically Mm
3: -hmm.
0: telling you that, hey, our healthcare system is failing. I'm gonna say it in a very nice way, that we're failing people. So that was something that when you were just saying that, I was like, okay. Um, The other, I have two more things about Misbah. I think there is something, I mean, I, I feel it's a cultural thing in the quote see system like in the indian pakistani bangladeshi system that parents are selfless like that's just my experience with every single parent in our system that they just don't have brains they just give and give and give and they will never once stop and think and say, oh, should I even give for, no. I've never known a parent, a mother, especially a mother, ever stop and think about it. That That's just, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but that's my understanding. I mean, not to put any other culture down, but like I've seen like, you know, you're like, okay, let's talk about this. You know, like if say you have a conference to go to and I don't know. If Nora wanted you to help paint something on the next day, you may be like, Nora, sweetie, I'm sorry, but mom's got a conference to go to. Let's have dad help you paint this. I mean, Daisy parents would be like, calling the conference, I'm not coming, goodbye. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, I'm painting with my child. I mean, that's kind of my, I mean, I know I'm kind of exaggerating, but that's my experience with Daisy parents. And I, you know, especially mom, sorry, I want to say that. The other thing I will say, and it's a for and an against thing, I I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I I mean, I don't know, but it's an unhonorable mention. Okay, (laughs) you know, you have like honorable mention. So unhonorable mention, and you guys may completely disagree with me, is um, Mizpah's father. And okay, the reason I'm giving him an unhonorable mention is because... You know, culturally, when you have like arranged marriages and things like that, right? There are a lot of things that come to play before the decision to allow your daughter to go for the rest of your life with another person. And so that's why I give an honorable mention. I'll give you an example. So in my family, okay, my mom has like several siblings, right, several siblings. There's one, I, I don't know how, whether it's her, it's not her youngest sibling, but one of her sisters, right? Married, you know, when they were arranged marriage, okay, you get married to this person, you get married to this person, you know. One of her sisters got married to a gentleman whose family had mental illnesses. And I think my grandfather knew at that time, and somehow he... I guess might have just kind of explained it to himself that it's no, you know, it'll be fine, nothing, it'll be fine. And uh, I don't know, my mom tells me, my mom's not the best, you know, narrator, you know, she's she's not the best reference, whatever. But she should be like, oh, you know, your grandfather often says, that's one of my biggest regrets that I, you know, I was just kind of getting everybody married, 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 and I was just like, I gotta get this done, 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 done. And boom, I got her married, you know, to this man because later on, yeah, he, I think he was schizophrenic and things were not good. And um, I don't know if my cousin, I mean, her son has issues. I don't know. Not that close there. But I know my mom talks about my grandfather as having that kind of a regret that he was hasty in his decision and that he justified it, himself that well, I had all these daughters to get married. And so culturally, it falls on the father. I mean, I'm just saying, culturally, it kind of falls on the father that your daughter, you know, marries someone. And you know, in the beginning, she says, but Abu, there's some, um, you know, that so-and-so drinks. So there's all this, that conversation comes up. And what does her dad say? But little butterfly, it'll be okay, little butterfly. You'll see little butterfly. There was all of that. I'm not, you know, I'm glad that she found love in her husband and she was defending him. I mean, I feel bad that he was an alcoholic. I just so it was an unHonorable mention for her dad because of that. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I know people make decisions based on what they know, but that's just kind of it. Like, for example, personally, for me when I married my ex-husband, things like that, things were not good. And mom, you know, would always say that's one of dad's biggest regret. Like, why did I find this man to marry her kind of thing? You know, It's so that's where the honorable mention comes in. As far as my favorite character, I'm sorry, it's because of the audio, it's because of Kamran. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going with the voice, Shana. I mean, Mm. a voice is powerful. Have you not seen The Little Mermaid? (laughs) I mean, a voice is so powerful, Shana. I mean, Sal is like, I just, my heart was broken for him right from the first, like right from the very first chapter. I just kept falling for Sal. Like, Noor was, for me, the way I read the book was, okay, Sal, what's going on with Sal? Oh, Noor's coming, okay, fine, yeah, she's okay. Yeah, she's kind of like, eh, okay, she's complaining about this, and she's trying this. and, And I think the other reason I started off liking Sal more than Noor is because in the beginning, I felt like Noor broke up with Sal or something like that. Like There was a time when Noor was not talking to Sal for a long time, and even Nisba was saying, why are you not coming around? Okay, granted, I didn't know that, we didn't know that, the author hadn't revealed the fact that she was being abused, and the fact that her uncle was probably keeping her away, but for someone who is taking charge of her own life and carrying a backpack with her passport and clothes, at some point, why is she still staying away from Sal, you know, in the beginning at school? So for me, right from the beginning, I felt like, I don't know if I like this newer character that much. I didn't know she was going to be this big character. I was like, who is this newer character? Fine, whatever, do what you think, you know, like that's me. Well, I don't mean it like Jamie, but anyway. And then, um, so then you have Sal, who's trying to get back together with Noor. So that's why I kept feeling like I felt bad for Sal. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Didn't Go ahead. Sal, Sal, uh, I mean, uh,
3: she tried to kiss him and then because of that, because he refused, I mean, he rejected her. So that's why she kept quiet, you know, she took the back burner for some time so that she yeah. thought he doesn't love me i thought that was the reason so it was I not know, the home right that's
4: too, right wait, i think that's what happened wait, what
0: sal tried to kiss her
4: and then no no, no, no. Tried
0: tried to kiss trying. her
4: yeah again sal had that you know tactile defensiveness mm-hmm. because of his own past that he didn't he could not take it and he kind of pushed it away because he doesn't want anybody touching kissing and that's well that was the signal But um, I think it it wasn't like that she broke
0: up. That's how I remember it, too. See, that's what I thought so much. Okay, no, you're right,
4: you're, you're right, you're right. But
0: for me, in that scene, like me, this is me, Shanaz was thinking this. I felt like, my goodness. The man respects you enough to kind of wait and give you time or what, you know, give it time. So I I was like, how many men say no and give you time? And I'm like, okay, fine. The guy says no. This is great. You have a great guy. And oh, you poor thing. You feel denied. Oh, Noor, you poor thing. That's kind of where I went. That's why I'll be very honest. In the beginning, I did not, wasn't a big fan of Noor. Okay. But then as time went on, I started, I'm like, okay, I'm getting there. Like once I started seeing what was going on, and obviously towards the end of the book, I liked, I liked her. And, uh, you know, I did not know about this whole UCLA thing. Will she get in? Will she not? Obviously, as you're reading the book, like right from the beginning, she had the six rejections. And it's always waiting on that seventh. I was, hoping, I was wanting, as a reader, you want that a little semi-happy ending. So I was like, I hope you'll get in, but I just felt like she just kept saying, I won't get in, I'm not worth it, I won't get in, and and, and that kind of, I get it, teenagers, you get in that way. I mean, heck, I get in that way, oh, I'm not worth it, I don't think I'll make this. As an adult, I say that. so, But when I hear Noor say it, I, I don't know why I was annoyed by it. Because I'm like, dude, you can totally, you know, you don't know that. So I, I don't know. It took me a while to, to really get into Noor. I got into Sal immediately. So I think I was in love with Sal longer than I was in love with Noor. And I will completely agree with Imam. Was it Shafiq? Was it Shafiq? Imam Shafiq and wife was Katija, I think. Uh, and I just loved it. I loved the fact that she was a lawyer and she was a working woman and she was her own woman. And I loved that representation that Sabah Tahir has, that, yes, he's a preacher and that a preacher will marry a woman like this, and it's totally okay in the religion. And there was so much respect and so much love there. And uh, I was like, "Way to go, Sabata here? Good, good job. Good, good job on rep- representing the religion that way. And um, there was this one thing where um, Noor tells Khatija that I can't afford for you to defend me and she was like don't insult me and and i just was like oh my god that's just like i just feel like crying i'm like because it's like it's nice to see good people in this world doing good things that it's just it's like today we hear so much negative that i just love that it's good that she portrayed him so many characters that way because especially
3: when there are so many people who doesn't understand this religion and the people, you know, who come with it. So it was a good way to say that see this is this can also happen in this religion. So I think she portrayed it well. Very
4: well. And I love the sense of humor they had for Imam. Mm -hmm. That was I thought that was definitely a beautiful part of the book—the whole characterization of Imam and his wife, the way he was easygoing. Because you know, you have this image about all these Muslim religious leaders that they are going to be somehow very dry. So definitely, I very good point, Shinas. I love that part.
0: Yeah. And uh, what else? Anything else about this book? Themes, characters.
4: Aaron didn't tell us the favorite character, right?
0: Oh, I did.
2: Mispa.
4: Yeah, Mispa. Yeah. Mispa. Oh, MISPA.
1: Oh, okay. And so that, we have okay. Mispa, we have uh, Sal with me, Noor with Shauna's. I liked Sal as well. He was my favorite. Ashley was my honorable mention, but no, I, I thought Sal was so tenderhearted and, you know, mature, given everything that he had been going through, his immediate thought was like, I'm gonna save all of these things. I'm gonna save my family, I'm gonna save my hotel, I'm gonna save Noor, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I really appreciated that, even though he had some, you know, stumbles along his way. <laughs> right, there's a, there's a
0: term, like as I'm writing a book, and now I cannot remember the name, the, the term, that when you're writing a book, characters should have, they should direct the story. They should do things. So Sal was like, I am going to save the Motel this way. I am going to do this, as opposed to telling the story like, okay, well, this happened, mom died, Martel was in ruins. That's just how life went, but the very fact that Sal showed that direction, that's very important for readers to see that characters have direction. Mm -hmm. There is a term for it, I cannot remember what it is. But anyway, I think we had a lot of characters with direction, Noor had direction. She was directing her own life, despite circumstances. Sal was directing his own life, Imam Shafiq and uh, Khadija were directing and doing things. Ashley, at the end, you know, directed what was going on. So a lot of characters were directing things. I don't know if Jamie was really directing anything. She was just kind of a. Downfall. <laughs> she was directing her own downfall, but she was just. <laughs> yes. Who she was. And I don't think. They always say in a book, you know, like at the end, characters have to change. Uh, But then again, Jamie is... Jamie. Jamie she doesn't have to change it doesn't matter
2: she's just this thing Jamie doesn't take ownership of any of her own Mm -hmm. actions Mm -hmm. she thinks the reason why she's not doing well or you know getting into whatever school that she wants to get into is because other people that you know don't belong in her country are getting into those schools so it's not her she's passive on all these things and then I bet even after she lost which was of her own behavior and her own accord that that happened she was probably still blaming other people yeah. <laughs> for what happened and that's
1: just um, the person that she was she couldn't own any of her own actions and she didn't have direction either like why was she going to college because her parents told her to like because mm-hmm. it was expected of her because she doesn't have any original thoughts right <laughs> yeah but
4: isn't she an important character
1: to bring this, that light to this
4: yes, story mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes.
0: yes. She,
1: very timely important thing. Yeah.
0: oh yeah, she's um, a very important character I loved her right. when Noor punched her and I was just like uh, that was amazing <laughs> I was like punch her some
4: more <laughs> 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 I actually didn't find Noor self-pitting herself. Uh, she was like you were saying. I I don't. I thought she was a pretty strong girl and I don't know. I did not find that. I, I think... found the love between Noor and Sal very sweet, very romantic, very young, the way it should be. I thought it was very tender. I found, actually that's why I liked it. I thought she was pretty strong. Uh, Sal was very strong too, but Sal started doing a wrong thing, drugs, knowing that people like Ashley ended up handling drugs and you know, whatever. So I don't know, Noor's life was very, very interesting to me. I I just thought she was pretty strong. I don't know, that's how I feel. I just want to say about uh, what you said about women in our culture, so true. And it's not only good parents, it's also the wives, which are, you know, just give, give, give and um, we think, uh, I mean, hopefully I've brought, uh, kind of, you know, I wanna say, broken this tradition a little bit. I do kind of separate myself from kids and my husband. I just don't wanna be like my mom and all, but you're very right about that. Um, Okay, so I didn't understand Misbah's husband's mental illness. For me, I thought she brought the fact that her mother in law was actually a prostitute, which, too, I was gonna say, Wait, was she special. was a prostitute, was, yeah, yeah, and he was, and he was related, illegitimate. Yeah, yes. oh, and she, I thought that she, is what I was gonna say. Ms. Gota, did such an amazing, bold step telling us that I missed that. it, I missed right, it. Right. So, I think that's so. I and I had written that, that I was gonna mention it. That in our culture, things happen, we get married, God knows where people can get married because, you know, it's like, you know, we're age and we don't know everything, just like you said that on to shore and send it again. So the the dad and the family did not know that she was from red light area and that I think was a very bold thing for Sabatahyo to bring out in the community that people are living in and and of course I'm not against them, you know that, but we we know
0: you. we know about you and prostitutes, Rafit. Mm-hmm. We do not need to talk about this anymore. We know about your obsession with prostitution. Yeah. So I'm not an
4: obsession I feel for them. I, I know,
0: I know. Like I said, we will accept you. No matter where you're from, we still accept you, Rafit. I mean we love yeah. you. But yeah, I but I, <laughs> I, I I but I I will I missed it. I completely missed the fact so, his mom married then because they talk about the father-in-law. I thought because he
3: was very much uh, you know with uh, what's uh, Ms. Ma yeah
0: because uh, right. he knew
3: about his wife's uh, mental illness i mean the alcoholism <sighs> and everything so he helped Noor actually to go get through that initial yeah. phase where yeah. the mother-in-law was very mean to her i would say Mm-hmm. So
0: I missed it, too. I, I know that um, who was uh, her husband was... Um, I mean, Miss Pa's husband was illegitimate, but I thought it was... I didn't know that she, the mother-in-law was a prostitute. I know there was another relationship that was kind of covered up or whatever. I missed... I completely
4: missed it that she had been a prostitute so well he was i think and not only had been she was and uh, she was maybe a practicing one too and i think it just oh i did not thing. realize that well okay. she spends the whole night out and then she comes and again i don't know but the i think to me it seemed like the typical like a person from a family goes to the red light area and then he ends up having to deal with the son, and he doesn't want to leave the sunday he brings it and that's to me, that was the family structure, which was, of course, very put up during the bedding and everything, but afterwards, of course, how long could she? So I, to me, it seemed like mrs. dad did not know. Ba did not know the things opened up after they got married. That's how I looked at it, but, you know. Okay. Anything else?
0: Yeah,
2: I want to talk about the like how romantic love was portrayed in this book because I thought that it was really nicely done first of all like so much of what you read in books when there's a romance is like physical and that's all it is and yet like nor and um sal like they can't be physical in that way um without a lot of work because of sal's history and so i really appreciated that you could see this love story between them and it wasn't about physical love it was about tending to one another and taking care of one another and, um, helping one another heal feeling and, safe. Yes. Mm-hmm, <clears throat> feeling safe and all of those things. So that I, I, really appreciated the portrayal of romantic love in that sense. And then the other piece of romantic love that I appreciated was between Miss Ben, and her husband, because it, she did love him. And then, you know, they, have had this betrayal of trust, and he has, um, you know, his mental illness, which he is treating with alcoholism, and yet I think that every day she consciously forgives him for the things that he's done. I'm not saying that people should do that to their own detriment and, you know, without end, but I think that the portrayal of marriage as not being perfect was very important because so often people have this picture that marriage is just, you know, it's going to go swimmingly and, if, and everything's perfect. And in America, a lot of what you get is if it doesn't go perfectly, you just, you know, just scrap it and start over. And then if that doesn't go perfectly, scrap it and start over. It, like There's not this sense of like, there's going to be hard times and there's going to be easy times. and there's, you know, there, these things come and go and you still have to find hope and you still have to find joy and you still have to find love and choose love within all of these hard times. And that's true, not just for Mispa and her husband, but also for Sal and Nor, And so I really appreciated that the romantic love wasn't like this. Oh, I saw him and he was just perfect. and Or <laughs> I saw her and she was just perfect and we just fell in love and we're all, we're all, you know, it was, effortless right. and we just have great sex and continue on with our lives perfectly. Because because if we have great sex, life is perfect.
0: Like we yes. meet, we, we meet, and the very same day we have great sex, and we end the book. And we know that relationships
2: are so perfect just because of that. Right and that's not life and people go and you would be so I think shocked at how many people go into marriages or relationships long term relationships thinking that like that's how it is and the first bump you hit like everything is over yes
1: Right. I also it's, appreciate it, with romantic love, too, the representation of the pediatrician in a wheelchair married to the high school principal, um, both of whom are women. So I just yes. I like that. You know, and just, just also... throwing ab- some more diversity. It's great. Ability and disability. <laughs> yep, and like yep. they, people sometimes think that because somebody has a
2: disability that they can't like have a romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I forgot about that, yep. that part.
0: I mean, this book, I mean, it's just... I love this book. I really, like, really felt for all the characters and I just, it made me love, it made me hate, made me so angry at so many different things and it's just, I was a scene at the very end when um, Sal gets the book, the first book, uh, Bird King in, in in prison and he talks about, I do not dare to hope, and this book came in, I Do Not Dare to Hope. And it's just like, oh, my God, I'm just going to, I'm dying here. I was like, it was just so, so beautiful. And how Noor walks through and says, at one point, you know, I wanted to be angry, and I'm not angry with them anymore. And at some point, I just let go. And then I f- found Sal again or something like that. You know, it's just, I love this book.
3: So... um The author touched on so many topics, especially for a Muslim woman. She's touched on a lot of topics.
0: I mean, this is her, I think it's her fifth book. I'm pretty sure it's her fifth book. Well, I don't know about her books before the first four. So she is actually, uh, she wrote a four book fantasy. Mm Fantasy, oh. yes. Sabata here wrote a fantasy. Yeah. I and it's um I read book one, two, three and then I didn't read book four. I still have it and I was really ticked off how book three ended. Like so ticked off. <laughs> I mean, I'm still ticked off by it. I mean of course if I read book four maybe <laughs> things will change. But yeah, she she went from a fantasy to YA fiction which is really like yeah, so uh she's She's got her work cut out for her. I mean, she's going to be amazing. I mean, not going mm-hmm. to be. She is already very, very, very well established in the writing circuit. She's the book who... Remember I gave you a little sample? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. about the here yeah. the fantasy thing. So uh, any other last-minute thoughts about this book? Anything?
1: I, I know we're going to talk about the title, so I, I'm interested to. to hear the title discussion. Uh, <laughs>
0: okay, so we the next set of questions are just the last questions are... Title, cover, and your final rating from a scale of zero to five stars. So what are your thoughts? Who wants to go first? Title, cover, and
1: final rating. Do you want to go first? I'll talk about the title for a minute because I just wanted to talk about what it means. Um, So All My Rage, I mean, I know what it means from Noor's perspective, you know, she's holding in all of this anger towards her uncle um, for the abuse and then all of you know the I guess kind of anger at the world for what happened to her family and being orphaned and you know all all these challenges that that she's had but does it also apply to others like is it I think it's interesting the kind of contrast between Noor and Sal and how they handled their traumas and I guess Sal was too young to remember his but you know there was that one scene too when he was in jail and the pediatrician comes and he's like, you know what, I don't think I I want to know about, about that. So um, he's handling his traumas maybe a little bit differently, a little more inwardly at this point than Noor uh, is. Um, not that that's bad or wrong, it's different um, from from that. So I, I thought it was appropriate. I liked the title. What do you guys think about it? I mean, I I was just gonna say, I think that Sal's rage is
2: pointed inward a lot of the time. He's mad at his mom for not, you know, acting on his dad's situation. He's mad at his dad for not getting better. He's mad at the financial situation that they're in, um, and I think he's also mad at himself for the choices that he made and how it, things ended up. So I think his rage is pointed inwards towards towards himself, and Nor's, you know, is pointed outwards. But I do think that all of these people are dealing with. Rage to some extent, although maybe not Misbah. I don't know that she has rage. I I don't know that I got that from her character, but I think that all of the characters have. I mean, Ashley, even. I mean, what's her rage is about being a teen teen mom and having chronic pain. You know, like they all are dealing with their rage in different ways. So
0: you like the title?
2: I like the title.
3: Yeah, me too. I would agree to both both your. uh, views and opinion as well because that's what even I thought and Sal I think is also angry with his mom for not getting the necessary help so that she could have survived for mm-hmm. a few more years or many more years so yes, looks like most of the characters I would say have some form of anger and they deal with it
1: so. I, I think that the hint of rage that I got from Mispa ba was back when we were hearing about her story and we realized that mother-in-law is an alcoholic and that this could be something maybe that was passed on. And so I don't think that she was aware of that whole situation before they got married. And then I, there was a sense in that, that paragraph there that maybe there was some anger towards the situation.
3: And Mispa wanted to do something before getting married, right? She wanted to go into college... Was it? Or she wanted to study elsewhere, education, something. So I think they got her married, so maybe that's her way of, look, you didn't let me do it, this is our culture, but I understand. But still, you know, mm-hmm. I was not able to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So looks like every character had some sort of a, you know, mm-hmm. angriness mm-hmm. towards either the world or their, uh, yes. you know, something surrounding or towards their relatives. So mm-hmm. I think each one had their own.
0: Mm-hmm. Except maybe you,
4: Jamie, <laughs> well, yeah, she
3: Jamie
0: was
4: Jamie had another baggage. <laughs> she, had,
0: she had rage against uh, people like me. Well, well, so was, she yeah, has, yeah. she has yeah.
4: rage too. Rifat, what are your yeah. thoughts on the title? Yeah, I actually loved the title after reading the book before. I don't know who picked that book. You did? I don't know, somebody... No, no, for me, before... Oh, I, yeah, I mean, you it. picked the book, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying who gave it to me, who recommended this, I don't remember. But anyway, oh, I think it was another book. So, the first I thought, and when you look at the... Uh, what it says is a gorgeous star-crossed story about the cost of American dream. Uh, that's the kind of what it says on the top. I was like, you know, I don't know it's going to be like an immigrant family with, like, you know, complaining teenagers and this and that. But my goodness, it turned out to be something amazing. And I think, I'm not sure about Misbah's rage, but Misbah definitely had a regret that Allahuddin was great when he was one. That, of course, stayed with her, and that could have been a part of her illness, even sometimes, you know, she probably was very um, that was a very regretful you know part of her life so i think that's where her but yes on my rage it applied to everybody for sure we never talked about brooke by the way <laughs> brooke brooke
2: Brooke. Uh, oh the, the oh, oh the, the stepmom the, or the, yes, step-mom. <laughs> the woman with the with chachu
0: the woman with chachu she can also you know she can go to hell too so no but but she had dishonorable mood at the end she had
4: done something
3: right no she she didn't help you at the end she she did she 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 had to get out of the house and all the letters which she got from college that was art
0: but she did not uh, art and sal go into his office and get the ucla admission that was before that before that she helped her okay. she was so
2: throwing she the others a away
4: in a very quiet silent way but mm. I sh- wish she had been a little yeah. bit more
3: in you know, her own, own little know. bit way whatever she yeah. could do
4: I must have missed a little bit yeah, so. she was and I think taking the they also yes, out. maybe they mm-hmm. were also showing her personality as well the Stockholm Syndrome kind of a personality I think mm-hmm. that also portrayed that she could not even I mean she's living with the person obviously she was also being abused but she did not have the courage not to save herself or the girl and was like let me just stay away from it but overall i love the title to answer your question i um i'm gonna be devil's advocate here i understand
0: the title after reading the book like i get it 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 seems appropriate but it's just kind of like i don't see all my rage as a title that people are gonna pick up from a bookstore that that's just i mean i don't understand the publicist's decision or their dis i mean I, i'm not saying it's not appropriate i just don't see it as a title that people pick up like i almost was like uh did you really pick this book, All My Rage? Like, who wants this book? I mean, Rufus, I don't like you. You keep picking these dumb books and these dumb titles, you know? Like, you know, Dancing Girls of Lahore. I'm like, I, you know, like whatever, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let you live that one down. But anyway, All My Rage. So I, it's just, as a title, I can see it is appropriate. And it's also, I feel like the title leads you into it's almost like telling you feel the rage of Noor and feel their rage and somehow I'm not a big fan of you telling me how to feel Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like you're you're anticipating it so she's telling me hey when you read this book I want you to feel this so I'm not I don't know I'm not a total fan of the Title. that's just that's just my take and on that note I'll move to the cover again I mean if I had to rate the cover I mean like giving it a one maybe you know it just I don't there's nothing in this cover that makes me want to pick it up and read it I'm sorry I'm giving the cover a one and it's really 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 sad because I will tell you that my final rating on the book, is a five. It's a five plus. It's a six, you know, like on a scale of zero to five. So it's very for me and I'm sad that such a phenomenal book gets this title and this cover. That that's my thought on it. Anyone else wants to talk about the cover and your final rating? I like the
2: cover. I just think it's pretty. I just like the colors. It's very minimalist, I guess, yeah. and
1: I can kind of see, like, with the you know, whatchamacallit, call it half circles. You know, there's inward rage and there's outward rage, so I can kind of see that, you know, in and out. But um, would it's just it kind of three. kind of bland, yeah. I'm getting bland. Yes, I'll, I'll go with three. Three. What about you,
4: Erin? I I
2: don't like.
1: No, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful colors. It's I really funny. like the colors, so, so I think what,
2: I'm gonna like go with like a four. Okay. Oh, you're just fine. I mean, hey, you guys gave you gave the
0: title oh. like very high. You guys love the title, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like didn't like. It's totally okay. If if you want to give it a four, you want to give it a five. I'm okay. You know It, it doesn't. It's not like
4: a,
1: we all have different aesthetics. Wait,
4: so absolutely. Four. Okay. What about you? The first cover. I did not like the cover, and I did not like what it said. Uh, like I just read about just on cross love i mean the 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 message or that statement should have been a lot more than because it should prepare the reader what you're actually getting into Uh, and like i uh, said uh, that i also like the title after reading the book not before i cover is one title after reading the book is four but um, i also think that it's not a book that it's totally not representing the content i wish it was because that's, I mean, it being pretty or not pretty is one thing, but it being related to the book and the content, I think that's where she uh, is a, disab- there's a disadvantage.
0: So you're four on the cover then? Or oh, no? You didn't no, like the cover? One on the
4: cover. One on the, oh, one on the,
0: the cover five. and four on the title. Okay. And what's the final rating for you?
4: Final is for me, five. Mm-hmm. What about you guys?
0: Five. Five, five. Five, yeah. Uh, if there was something higher, I would go. Right. That's but what I'm
1: saying. As yeah. Riffert
3: said, you know, I wouldn't say this a gorgeous crowd story is about. I think yeah. it misleads you a little mm-hmm. bit. I
1: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I kind of it contradictory. It, right? You know, the title versus the little the quote. The book, yeah, book as such. Were
0: there trigger warnings in this book? Because at the mm-hmm. end, yeah, there was okay. Because mm-hmm. I missed yeah. it. Because at the very end, at the audio, there was a whole list of. If you are depressed, call this okay. now. if you're abused, call this okay. So And then it said that what, somewhere
1: I read that it there was a trigger warning, but what does it say? Please be aware that all my rage contains content that may be triggering mm-hmm. for a list of content. Please see yeah. the next page. Um, and then it says, drug and alcohol addiction, physical abuse, Islamophobia, mentions of repressed sexual assault, tense exchange with law enforcement and death. Okay.
4: That is, okay. It's on the audio as well. She knows, it's on the audio as well. Okay. okay. Uh, the very first, it was a warning.
0: Okay, very good. I uh, wish me luck on um, the actual recording and the editing (laughs) of this book club, but with that... And I like the way, you know, each
3: character has their own chapter, and so, you know, that chapter is only Mm -hmm. that character, and then it goes to the next. So I'm waiting, Misma, and then it's Sal or Noor, and then I'm waiting. What what is Misma going to
0: say next, you know? What's Mm -hmm. it going to be? I like the way of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was very nice too, so... All right. Very good. And uh, that's another book club in the books. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to stop this recording first. Upcoming for this podcast is month in review. Also, another book club episode because this one was behind. So upcoming is also tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So stay tuned. Before I go, if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, Please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is DrShinaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is Books at gmail.com. My website is shahnazahmed.com, that is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D dot The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.